0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. When I went south, I never meant to write a book. I rather despised those who did so as being of an inferior brand to those who did things and said nothing about them. But that they say nothing is too often due to the fact that they have nothing to say. Or are too idle or too busy to learn how to say it. Everyone who has been through such an extraordinary experience has much to say and ought to say it. Apsley Cherry Goward, 1921. It's a rainy Saturday morning and I'm sat in my studio in Sheffield. After 18 months of effort and planning and research and scheming and fun, I am recording the intro to Terra Incognita, the adventure podcast. The podcast started out as a passion project and it is a desperate attempt to return to a point where content duration is measured in minutes and hours rather than seconds. Well, I'm a professional filmmaker. I've been a professional adventure filmmaker for um, just shy of a decade, and I've always been really saddened by having to throw away 55 minutes of an hour-long interview. In 2016, I was training for an expedition. I was training in Norway with Leo Holding and a Frenchman called Jean Bergen, and. I'd spent six amazing weeks training with these guys. It was cold and wet and difficult. And I'd broken my finger and my cheek uh, in two separate snow kiting accidents. And I waved goodbye to Jean and Leo. Both of them flew back to their respective loved ones. I was doing this trip on the cheap. Um, We'd spent a little bit of time living in my van. The people that had been helping to train me were actually really kind and let me stay with them for a while. But then it came time to drive home i was driving back from norway and tried to drive over a mountain pass with no snow chains on my 2004 Citroen relay uh, van which is probably worth about 500 quid and went off the road uh, skidded off the road and quite literally missed um skidding down a hill by about three centimeters and watched it all happen in slow motion as i'm sat there So I managed to get my van back on the road, turned around, drove back down to the town that I'd driven through just before the mountain pass and managed to buy some snow chains, drove back over the pass and on the other side found a Slovenian truck driver who had come off the road with this big 18-wheeler truck and using these huge wooden like scaffold planks, I helped him get back onto the road. It took about an hour and a half and it was just a real epic in a snowstorm and I was just... Having this insane day. And then I was running late for my ferry to get back over from Norway. Got on the ferry, eventually made it by the skin of my teeth. And I sat there on the ferry thinking, that was almost more epic than all of the snow kiting I did in Norway. That was insane. And, you know, it's not that interesting a story. No one's ever going to ask me about it in the pub. Or if someone says, tell me about your life, I'm not going to think, oh, let's talk about that time I helped a Slovenian truck driver get back on the road. But as I was driving south through Belgium, I was, and it's almost, a, you know, a strange set of circumstances that have led us to this point because I was, I stopped over in a service station and was looking for a podcast to listen to. Um, I would finished my audiobook and I thought, I'm going to listen to some podcasts. Everyone listens to podcasts and I don't. And I downloaded a few and they were, you know, pretty good. But what does it for me, it's not the climbing grades. It's not, you know, I did this move, then this move, then move my foot here. It's the, it's the how and the why of adventure and exploration. And I like people who do things because they're difficult and dangerous and challenging and it matters to them because adventure is important. That's what really does it for me. It's the why, not the how. And I couldn't find a podcast that did that. So I thought, I'm going to start my own. I'm, I'm going to do it. And you know, we all have these sorts of ideas all the time. I have six or seven a day Um, But this one really stuck with me, and I kept pulling over on the side of the road, because I'd think of three more people that I just had to interview, and I'd stop, and I'd write it down in my phone, and I'd screenshot it, and add it to a folder, and then I'd get back on the road. And then I thought, actually, I'm just going to stop here for the night. I don't have anywhere to be. I've got my van. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to write the pitch deck. I'm going to write the why. Why does this podcast matter? Why should people sit down with me and talk? And... I wrote this huge list of names, came up with all of these crazy ideas to have chapters and series and all sorts of stuff. And then I got home and then I sent the deck to a few people. I'm Alistair Humphreys. My name is Ben Saunders. My name is Waldo Etherington. My name's Jane Francis and I'm director of the British Antarctic Survey. I'm a professional tree climber. I am a polar explorer. I'm an adventurer. When we were working out the formula... this podcast there are a few different ways we could have done it but in the end what we've settled on is this idea of having features and dispatches and features are sort of what I imagine people will expect that the conversations they are probably between 40 and 80 minutes and they are simply that it's me sitting down usually on a sofa with a cup of tea or a beer or a glass of whiskey and just talking Uh, we'll also be putting out dispatches which are shorter content, often recorded with main contributors, people who've recorded features, uh, but they're little interesting, sometimes quirky extras. These are cup of coffee podcasts. So I'm going to read the last chapter of my book about busking across Spain. It's hard for people to grasp now what travelling in remote places was like before there were any forms of electronic communication. So Antarctica is safe at the moment with the treaty, and I think it is just an incredible thing in this day and age that all 53 nations can work together for science and peace. I didn't realise it, but I'd actually thrown my rope straight into a hornet's nest, which is on the other side of this tree, which I couldn't see. By that time, we're off over the sands of Sahara Desert, so he can't follow us on his motorbike. So the soldier's like, you know, waving his fist in the air and giving it all this in the distance, and we're we're escaping off past the pyramids on a pair of camels. This project is home to and hopefully is home for people who have done amazing things in the outdoors whether they're you know sirs and dames or whether they're just starting out and you've never heard of them i want it to be inclusive putting this together it's kind of a cliche but it's been a real labor of love and i really genuinely hope that you find it interesting and engaging and entertaining and that you take something positive from it and whenever we've sat down and spoken to somebody. The last thing I've asked them before I've left is to give me three, five, ten people that they'd like to hear from. The people that I was inspired by have then had an influence and an impact on the project itself and who we've spoken to. So if there is anybody that you think we should speak to, please email us at info at theadventurepodcast.co.uk.